Well, here's something that is worth noting. You do realize that in this age of political correctness and political silliness and political theater, you can get fired for telling the truth. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. So the other day in preparing for today's program, I'm looking at just a number of news stories. I like to find some of the things that maybe you didn't hear or maybe try to give some detail or some just some insight, things to help us. Ran across this story. Uh, this is Lieutenant Colonel. Her name is Teresa Long. That's Teresa Long. Lieutenant Colonel, Brigadier Surgeon for the 1st Aviation Brigade, located in Fort Rucker, Alabama. And she said not that long ago, ready for this? In one morning, I had to ground three out of three pilots. That's, you know, three out of three. That's all of them. And it was all because of vaccine industries. Now, she made that comment during a panel discussion in Washington, D.C. And it was hosted by Republican Senator Ron Johnson. And so... Listen carefully to what she says. This is only a a couple of weeks old, but it kind of gets lost in the middle of the news. Listen carefully. With respect to aviation safety, risk communication is critical. I saw five patients in clinic, two of which presented with chest pain days to weeks after vaccination and were subsequently diagnosed with pericarditis and worked up to rule out myocarditis. The third pilot had been vaccinated and felt like he was drunk, chronically fatigued within 24 hours after vaccination. The pilot told me he didn't know what to do, so he drank a lot of coffee to try and, quote, wake himself up and continued to fly until he realized it wasn't going away. After I reported to my command my concerns that in one morning I had to ground three out of three pilots due to vaccine injuries, the next day my patient patients were canceled My charts were pulled for review, and I was told that I would not be seeing acute patients anymore, just healthy pilots there for their flight physicals. So if I understand this, according to an article in the Washington Times, testifying under the Military Whistleblower Protection Act, of all things, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long told the Wisconsin Republican by the way, who's also in the medical field himself and knows a lot more than most people. She had uh, grounded vaccinated pilots due to monitoring symptoms of myocarditis, including chronic fatigue. that could cause them to die of heart failure or be unable to fly their aircraft in midair. She said she had made numerous efforts to get the senior medical leaders to, at the very least, just at the very least, to to let soldiers know there might be a risk from this vaccine. Concerns, she said, were totally ignored. Now, I'll let you know something. In some other nations, they're beginning to figure this out. And you look at what's happening in parts of Europe. All these football or soccer players, as we say in the United States, 
They're suddenly having heart issues. Some are collapsing on the field. Some have died. And, and we're told to believe it's just coincidental. We know we've never seen this happen before in such large numbers anywhere in the world, but it's all purely. It's just a coincidence. It, just, it can't be the vaccines because, as Facebook has told us a thousand times, the vaccines are constantly monitored and tested to be safe and effective. We're finding out more and more they're not as effective as they claim, and they're nowhere near as safe as people believe them to be, or at least the media would love for you to believe. Like I say, they don't even want to let people know what the risk might be. They don't even want them to know that if they see symptoms of heart issues, to treat them immediately, especially if you have been recently vaccinated. You know, I was thinking the other day, how many people in my circle of friends and family, I'm just saying circle of friends and family, I'm not going to go farther out to people I barely know or just know of or know of maybe professionally i'm saying in my closer circle of family and friends how many people do i know that suffered and got through covid19 and i'm thinking of people in ministry people that i've worked with in the business people that i've had lunch with on a regular basis over the years and i'm thinking if i'm not mistaken it's eight or nine I may be wrong on one of the numbers, eight or nine, in my circle of friends that came down with COVID. And how did they do? Well, all of them lived. Uh, some have got a long haul because of improper treatment early on, but they made it through. It'll just take them years longer to recover. And then I'm trying to think of how many people do I know in my circle of friends that had been vaccinated and had some, shall we say, disastrous results. One of my best friends, two weeks after his Moderna shot, is dead. So COVID, in terms of it didn't get any of my friends, and I'm sure people died. I'm, don't get me wrong. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm just saying within my circle of friends and family, and I'm talking daughters, grandkids, and cousins, and people of that nature, brother, sister. Same on my wife's family and others that I'm still very close to over the years. And people that I know directly in ministry and have known them on a, on a very personal level for many, many years. Like I say, it's eight or nine, went through COVID. A couple had a very rough ride. And... It's going to take a while for them to recover. Now, I will tell you that in two of the people that I know that had a very difficult ride, in spite of what some of the doctors and people in the medical profession tried to do, those having a very difficult go were treated with some of those so-called forbidden drugs and, and therapies, and they all lived. One had to be taken out of a hospital, had to be taken out to get that treatment, even though the hospital was just seriously saying, you can't do that. Well, thank God they were in a state where they had the right to take the patient out over the hospital's objections. 
because at the rate that patient was declining, one of my friends, he would be dead. But now he's alive and he's recovering. And even though he's in his 70s, he will he will make it through. So Colonel Teresa Long, like I say, medical whistleblower, medical doctor. She takes care of pilots in Alabama. And, and she, she says, why can't they at least acknowledge? I mean, she's out there at Fort Rucker in Alabama. She had to, like I say, ground three of three pilots due to vaccine injuries. And we're just told to believe, oh, it's just a coincidence. It, it's not a real thing. All those, like I say, all those people in, in Europe that play soccer or other sports, it's just a mere coincidence that we have so many more having heart attacks I saw something that really disgusted me the other day. And I, like I say, let me finish this story first. The colonel, by the way, she's an aviation officer. She decided to speak up after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which is a politically polluted organization, totally demolished by politics, worthless, needs to be restructured from the top down. Just like the FDA. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, gets their money from the people they're supposed to regulate. And when I look at the people on the FDA board that happened to approve giving the shot for little kids, how many of them had financial connections to Pfizer? (laughs) More than half. More than half. She spoke up after the CDC announced in June an emergency meeting to discuss the higher-than-expected myocarditis in 16- to 24-year-olds. Well, we already knew that long before June. We knew this in April. Why did it take April, May, and June? Why did it take three months for this to catch up at the CDC? Because they're a politically polluted, destroyed agency that needs to be demolished as is and rebuilt from the ground up where politics and the corruption of money cannot enter. That's how. But despite the announcement, the military never paused their vaccination efforts to rush out the Pfizer and Moderna shots. Isn't that concerning? Think about that for a moment. Think about that. We know there's a risk. And in some of the countries now in Europe, they're saying nobody under 40. There used to be 30 in some places, now under 40 should get these shots because they pose a danger to the heart. A lot of people having heart issues. Saw a story the other day. And at first I had to challenge it to make sure that it's true because I'm really careful about what I what I share in this program. Want to make sure it's not some made up picture or what have you, but I did a little research. Sure enough, CDC is out there Letting people know that it's normal for children to have strokes. Did you know that? Did you know that strokes can happen to children too? Now, I want you to stop and think about the madness in that statement. I'm 67 years old. Nowhere from the time that I went to kindergarten and through college did I ever even conceive of the possibility of having a stroke. Now, in my circle of friends, way back in my high school and college years, I know of one individual who hit the age of 20 and had a stroke and died. 
But this individual, we found out later, also had major, major heart disease that she had apparently had since birth. That's way back, we're talking 1970, maybe 73, 74 here when that happened. We We know a lot more today. But nobody else in my circle of friends from high school and college, people in my business world of my age bracket, in my 20s, 30s, and 40s, none of us ever even conceived of the idea of a stroke, let alone somebody that's in the, oh, I don't know, the fifth grade. How many fifth graders have a stroke? Come on. Unless there's something else going on, how many fifth graders do you know do you know that have strokes on a regular basis? Yet the CDC is trying to prep the mindset in the media that children have strokes too. Why is this such an unholy alliance to stab our children with an unproven, unneeded, unnecessary treatment? We have known since the very beginning of COVID, since March of last year, April, May, June, July, August, September, October of last year, forget this year, we knew then that children simply do not die of COVID. And they're the world's worst to spread it. They're not, they're not efficient in spreading COVID to anybody else. They just don't. Their natural, undestroyed immune systems seem to do a very effective job of protecting them and not carrying big viral loads. So what does the teachers union demand? Stab the children with the vax so so the teachers won't die. The little Johnny and little Susie are going to kill me because they're unvaccinated. Yet they don't come down with COVID. They don't spread it. We're also learning something else. After all of this angst and anger and screaming and yelling by the school boards and teachers with their brain syphilis and stupidity, children have got to wear a mask and they must be vaccinated or they're going to kill the teachers and the, and the school boards will all die because of the kids if they don't get the vaccine and wear a face diaper. What have we learned in Florida? And other states that do not have a mask mandate. (laughs) The masks don't do a thing. They do absolutely nothing. They do absolutely nothing. Let me say it again. They do absolutely nothing in stopping the spread of COVID-19, particularly among children to adults. A cloth mask does even less than nothing. In fact, People that wear a cloth mask may be at a slightly higher risk of getting COVID. People fail to understand that a virus is not a bacteria or a big chunk of dust. A surgical mask, and I remember last year when they're trying to sell the world on wear a face diaper, they would show this this guy in a laboratory environment, and he's told to cough into a Petri dish or sneeze or whatever. Sneeze or cough into a Petri dish, okay? And now do it with a mask, and now do it without one. And they come back a day or so later, and oh, you can see the difference in the Petri dish, the one where he's not wearing a mask. Well, 
well, there's a lot of bacteria growing in that in that uh, you know little petri dish. So that must be COVID that's growing in there. Well, COVID is a is a virus. It's not a bacteria. A bacteria is approximately at least one thousand times bigger. One thousand times bigger. Let me say it again. A bacteria is 1,000 times bigger than a virus. And the mask can barely stop bacteria because, see, even when you're wearing the mask and you coughed into the Petri dish, still some got out. Not quite as much, but see, you're talking large droplets. You're talking... You're talking things that are not the way we transmit COVID. There's a lot of misunderstanding. The six-foot distance, you know, social distance and all this stuff. Wear your, wear your face diaper. And yet in the places that did that compared to the places that didn't, there was virtually no difference in cases. Apparently, some of these guesses were incorrect. But see, they don't want to give up on the power they've claimed for themselves. They love their newfound power. Oh, really, they do. So here we are. U.S. Army surgeon taken off her job because she merely reported nothing more than the truth. She just simply said that I had to ground three out of three pilots because they were unfit to fly. Everything from myocarditis to chronic fatigue, heart issues in looking out for their best interest and the interest of the military they now persecute and try to cancel culture Teresa Long because she's standing up for these soldiers and the military still is out there needle in hand ready to kill our troops and I just said that They're willing to kill our troops with a vaccine. They don't know what the long-term effect is. See, that's one of the questions I keep asking, and nobody ever wants to answer. When it comes to these vaccines, particularly now that we're getting into the first phase of boosters in the United States and even more in other parts of the world, it's like we want to make sure that whatever this concoction is, it keeps producing spike proteins and all kind of issues because, by golly, we're going to kill COVID. Yeah, we're not. We do know the vaccines seem to have an unintended consequence. It seems that the vaccinated are the ones that are creating all these, uh, shall we say, stronger variants. Hmm. I'm telling you, there are going to be some people, like some judges, that, that rule that 12-year-olds can have the flu and the COVID vaccines, even if the mother in a divorce situation objects. Health Secretary is saying that over 65s could be banned by, from public spaces without a COVID booster. I really believe what the Bible has said. There's a mass delusion going on. And there's an ulterior motive behind all of these vaccines. I am, I am completely convinced now. There's nothing about this that has anything to do with public health any longer. Zero. There's another article my wife and I were looking at just the other day. 
that talked about the simple things we already figured out a year ago that keep being suppressed. If you try to say certain things on fascist book, known as Facebook, known as Twitter and others and other platforms, they'll punch you down. They'll kick you to the curb. They'll call you a liar. When you point out something as simple, did you know that the majority of those that died of COVID-19, we're talking not like 50%, we're talking like 80, 90% of those that died of COVID also suffered severe vitamin D deficiencies. Every one of them. And the few that didn't have that deficiency had other things going on as well. You see, vitamin D cannot make any big bucks for the big farmy uh, companies. They can't, they can't make money out of sunshine. They can't make money out of these inexpensive, hard-to-patent pills that are out there and supplements. They can't do it. And so they have no interest. You know, look, look at what we've learned about simple things. A friend of mine went through hydroxychloroquine to get over COVID very rapidly. Another one, ivermectin, that I know in my circle of friends. We're talking a couple of days, not weeks, for their recovery. Yet the hospitals were talking remdesivir. See, the difference was hydroxychloroquine was about a dollar. So is uh, ivermectin. Funny, ivermectin has been prescribed billions with a B times. Billions upon billions of doses given. And contrary to the phony FDA and the compromised CDC, the politically destroyed, compromised, irrelevant, immoral, satanic CDC, who try to convince you that ivermectin is no more than a horse dewormer. Funny, it was a drug created for human beings decades ago and has been incredibly effective in treating so many illnesses and saved so many lives worldwide. And doctors that understood the value of this medication, especially in its presence to a virus, what it can do, found out that it works. You know, in all these like three decades plus of giving ivermectin, and I think it's something like two or more billion with a B doses, two billion doses in 30 years, 35 years, something like that, since the 1980s when this came out. So we're pushing 35 years now, maybe longer. Yeah, we're coming in 2020. Yeah, 37 years. There have only been 22 attributed deaths to ivermectin that they know of, and they've looked. 22 out of billions upon billions of doses. Can't say that for the vaccine. We're probably only getting, we're only hearing about less than 10% of those that have had severe injuries or died. That we know because the VIR system had a great story about that too. A doctor kept trying to put in a vaccine injury to the VIR system. It either would time out, reject it, make them start over. It takes about 20 to 25 minutes of a doctor's time to put that information. And they have to have the batch number, the this number, and they got to have all kinds of stuff. And if you just are missing an item and you got to go get it, time's out, you got to start over. The whole system is designed to frustrate you where you won't fill it out. No doubt in my mind. It is totally designed to frustrate you where you will not attempt to fill it out. And so the lies continue. Soldiers may die. 
Young people's lives will be shortened or they're going to have many serious health issues. And I really believe, and I'm going to go back to something that I felt very strongly about earlier this year. I've had a lot of people on this program, and there are things that when I pray about it, I'm going, Lord, I th- this makes sense, or this may be a little over the top. I'm not sure. And I'm always trying to be, the best way to put it, I'm always trying to be accurate in everything that I say. And, and some things that people have their opinions about, I don't necessarily agree. But something that was laid on my heart, a lot of people and I'm not going to say which programs and people and websites, we're talking back in June, July, the mass number of people that would be dead by the first week or two in November. And they were about as accurate in their predictions as the Imperial College was with COVID to begin with. All these vaccine deaths predicted, you know, by some of these people, and they're still out there doing their thing. They just keep pushing it down. They just keep kicking the can down the road. I wouldn't have even said a word about it because you didn't know this is speculation. Uh, This is a friend of a friend of mine who happened to hear a conversation in a subway of somebody doing a text message with somebody that used to work. at. I don't want to hear about that. It's kind of like, you know, it just it's like gossip. It keeps changing from mouth to mouth. But I always felt something that these vaccines were going to have a devastating effect in a in over a long period of time. I just didn't understand how. But now I do. It's called the booster shot. A lot of people took this vaccine. A lot more people died. And, and some people speculate, and I tend to agree, based upon the VIRS, you know, the vaccine adverse reporting system, with what I, I do understand about it, it is possible that it's not a hundred and it's not sixteen or eighteen thousand that died of the vaccine. It may be a hundred eighty thousand, maybe a greater number than that. We don't know, but I think anywhere between you know ninety percent and ninety five percent of those injuries are missing from that report. That much I feel strongly about, in spite of the millions of doses given, and a lot of people got through it, and I think. What really is on my heart, and I've prayed about this, so this is just coming from my prayer life to you, okay? Just just please bear with me. I've prayed about this extensively. And I think a lot of people were injured and died, and, and many of them died in the first week or two, some a little longer after because it triggered something else in their body. Yet many people over time may very well recover from the vaccine deadliness or potential deadliness and could live almost full-length lives. I've always thought, and I, and once again, I pray about this, and I just feel impressed to say somebody in their 40s that may have lived to be, let's say, 85 may make it to 79. They may lose a few years because of the vaccine earlier in life. That, that's just been on my mind a lot. But a lot of people will grow past it. But then they come back and want to jab you again with a fourth, a third, a fifth booster. At what number do we begin to see the cumulative effect of constantly putting this spike protein in? 
that your body is doing something that no medication has ever had us do before to create an artificial spike protein. Our bodies are high. This vaccine hijacks your cells. And then you start producing these spike proteins that are unnatural to the body in order to invoke a response from your immune system to just the spike protein. Well, one of the problems is the variants can get by all that. And it could make your treatment even worse. There's something about all of this that makes no sense. And of course, I'll remind you again, if you didn't catch it last week, I reminded you the little smoke and mirror game played by the FDA as they completely lied and misrepresented to the American people. They are filthy, unrepentant, and they don't care liars. When they said, we've approved the Pfizer vaccine, it's a vaccine you still cannot get. Yeah, back there, they made a big deal in August. Hey, we have an approved vaccine. It's Pfizer. I looked at somebody making a posting on Facebook saying, I got the vaccine. I got the Pfizer vaccine because I know it's FDA approved. And many people pointed out, no, it's not. Comorbidity is the one that is approved. It's a German vaccine by the BioNTech company partner of Pfizer in Germany. And you can't get it in America. The way they lied to you is so simple. They had this letter. They had the press conference. They had all the graphics and everybody happy, happy, happy. They talked about all the pages of documentation. And they kept referring to a letter that was from two weeks prior to the approval. And the letter you saw. There was a letter dated for the 23rd. But they kept referring to a letter of the 12th. And it's like, something's wrong. Yeah, I think it was the 12th or some date like that, about two weeks earlier. You couldn't find that letter. Well, when the letter finally came out, it pretty well explained that what they did was, it's a dog and pony show, smoke and mirrors, a complete bait and switch. We're approving a drug you can't get, and we're quietly extending the emergency use authorization for the drug you do have. And hopefully people will be stupid enough and gullible enough to believe we just approved your vaccine. (laughs) Well... I hope you didn't buy that. You were lied to. And I think the day is going to come of judgment when the truth is exposed. You know, something that I've learned, it may take years, it may take decades, but the truth, let me say it again, the truth always prevails. Always. And at some point, at some point, I pray to Almighty God that those that perpetuated this destruction and death and tyranny and stupidity upon the world will meet their just reward. That includes Dr. Fauci, the father of the virus, the wizard of COVID, whose hands and fingers and money are all over this. And the hundreds of patents owned by the U.S. government to make money for these agencies because of the vaccine and others. How about that? When we get back, we're going to talk about how this pandemic, and then I've got some other things I want to share. I want to get away from this, but I have one other story to share. 
that is kind of, you know, vaccine-related, COVID-related. Like I say, today I just feel like I want to share a few news stories. Maybe you heard them, maybe you hadn't, and just give you some insight. We just have to put our trust in God where all this is leading us, how it's dividing us, and how it's going to impact us. And I've got a few thoughts on that for today and a few more for tomorrow as well. Do you believe in what we're doing here? We're, we're, in the midst, we're in the midst of many a project right now. We're in Florida, and I'm spending a lot of my time in Okeechobee over at WRMI working on a project. It's taking longer, and it takes, look, the reason it's taking longer is I'm older, and I can't do things as quick as I did when I was a younger man. But I feel very strongly about the impact of shortwave radio. It's one of the last vestiges where we're not dependent upon the Internet so much as our distribution point where people can say, you know, that Bierman program, he's, he's kind of scary. We need to, you can't have him on this platform like Anchor or, or Spotify or, or iTunes. You've got to get rid of him. That could happen. And we'll try to find ways around it, but shortwave is always there. WRMI, KVOH, it's always helpful if, if I know what station. If you're listening on shortwave, you know, you don't know how much it means to me when you tell me you listen. Don't assume that I know. There's no way for me to get a rating or, or understand, only from your contact. If you believe in the work that we're doing here at this program, would you consider helping us pay for the airtime? That's the one thing we have to pay for. I'm not paid, which saves money. Podcast only costs not that much per month to have it hosted on multiple platforms. There is a cost, but it's not its not much. My wife and I can pretty much absorb most of it. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider helping us financially? There are two ways to do it. You can go to our website, truth2ponder.com. And from there, there's a support button. You can help us that way. We're currently using PayPal, not my favorite. We're looking at an alternative, not not quite sure. But it still works. Or the parent ministry I started for so many other projects is called Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And if you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and you mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, and you need to add our little box number where, where it's secured there. That's 3248, 3248. So 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. The city is Crestview, C-R-E-S-T-V-I-E-W, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Mail Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman from the finish. Coming up, Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in English, we have verbs that have tenses on them, past, present, and future. It has to do with time. But in Hebrew, not really. In Hebrew, the language of the Bible, you have only two real tenses. That is perfect and imperfect. Perfect means finished. 
Imperfect means not finished, unfinished. And so the thing is, in the Lord, we tend to live, as we live in the natural, to the finish. We we try to work to finish something. So we're always living in what's unfinished. We're trying to finish our lives. We're trying to finish our, our accomplishment or finish that project, finish all these things in our lives. And so we're living in the imperfect because we're never finished. But in Hebrew, the only thing that's perfect is to live in the finished work. And so that's what salvation is. It's not that you're trying to get to the perfect. You start from the perfect. It's not so much about trying to get to heaven. It's getting from heaven. You see, that's why the Lord said it is finished. Salvation begins with the finish, with the end. It begins with the finish. And the only way to live in a perfect life, uh, the perfection of God is to live from the finish. You can't finish your salvation, but live from his finished salvation. You can't finish your calling, but live from his finished calling. Live from the finish and you'll live in his perfection because with God the secret is you can only start from what is already completely finished in Messiah. Want more? Ask for The Timeless. Now, how'd you like to receive special daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus to give you victory for every day of your week and updates on Israel and prophecy and a free subscription to Sapphires and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors all free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and to reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you can have a great part in the end time harvest around the world. That's just Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, Zip 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, live from the finish, my friend, in Messiah. Shalom Alechem, in Messiah, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to Part two of our Truth to Ponder program for for this Monday. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Got a couple of stories I want to share with you, but before I get to those stories, this past week, it's been a busy week, if you don't realize. It has been an intensely busy time. Uh, We are in Florida, as I mentioned at the beginning of this program, and we're spending a lot of time working on a project at WRMI. And there is a transmitter that I'm in the process of rebuilding to bring it up to being very usable to reach parts of the United States that we're not reaching currently with this program. It's a joint venture between myself personally and with with WRMI. And uh, just kind of keep it in prayer. I'm, I'm at that point in life that I'm getting tired of being a broadcast engineer, especially with the amount of work it takes. But but this is something I feel very led to do. And this particular unit is one that was built for by a company, which I worked for at the time, designing and building this equipment. So I'm very used to putting it all back together. And this one is in extremely great shape. And it's going to need a few modifications, but it's coming along nicely. 
Can't give you a date of when we're going to get it on the air. A lot of little things that we have to depend on others to get done. And so as we get it put together, I'll keep you informed. And uh, hopefully I'll have more of an announcement on that soon. But I really believe that coverage in places that we don't currently hit that well, including like Texas, Arizona, Louisiana, uh, the southern part of, of let's say, Alabama, uh, even into Oklahoma, out to Los Angeles, and that, that region will have better coverage. And I'll tell you more about it as we get closer. It's coming together, but at one piece at a time. Would you keep me in prayer? Some days and some weeks are harder than others. And, you know, I'm at that age now that I thought I would be thoroughly retired, but I spent a lot of time. My heart is telling me there's a lot of work yet ahead. Some of it engineering, some of it this radio program. A lot of it's going to be really a ministry work. And I see that coming. And how to balance this radio program, ministry, and all these projects, I don't know. But by the grace of God, I pray that we can, that we can find, you know, uh, that balance. And so would you keep, would you keep me in your prayers? It would mean a lot to me. Getting back to some of the news, this comes out of the United Kingdom and it came out, oh, maybe this past Thursday or something. The UK health secretary, Sajiv, I can't, I'm, I know I'm, I'm ruining his name, uh, Sadid Javid says that he cannot rule out the possibility of people over 65 in the UK who have not had, ready for this, a COVID booster jab will be denied or could be denied access to public spaces, including transport and restaurants at some point in the future. Insisting the government is not looking at the measure yet. Yeah, of course they are. He wouldn't say it if they weren't. Why do these government officials have to be bold-faced liars? They are looking at it. What they're doing is testing the water. They're trying to find out just how much blowback would the people give if they did this. If they felt it was a manageable set of circumstances, they would do it. Javid made his comments during an interview on Wednesday when he was asked to react to the introduction of such a policy in France. As long as they can get away with it, let me, let me put it this way. There's this insatiable desire. Let me make sure you understand this. There's this insatiable desire in left-leaning governments to rule the people, not lead the people, and not serve the people. They want to be your rulers. They want to be in charge of you. They want you to be their ever-loving slave. And everything you do is for the glory of the government, never for the glory of God, and never for your fellow man. You're there to serve government and government only. You know, New York City... California have something in common besides being left-leaning and, and run by idiots. Their, their, their decision not to prosecute shoplifters in, in, in New York State or in New York City in particular has left many empty pharmacy shelves because they're not prosecuting. It's amazing. You can get yourself stabbed. It happened this past week in California. A person went into a Vons grocery store in California refused to wear a face mask, got into a confrontation saying, I am not wearing this silly face diaper. I don't blame them because they don't work. They don't stop the spread of COVID. They just stop the spread of oxygen and building up the CO2 
from the moist breath you have coming out does nothing except lower your O2 rate, which is not a good thing, and increase the CO2 rate in your blood, which makes you dizzy. Nothing nothing aggravates me more than somebody driving by themselves in a car wearing a face diaper and not realizing that they are literally impairing themselves to wear these things. There's nothing scares me more than seeing a bus driver with our young children on board with them wearing a face diaper. I'm waiting for the first time there's an accident. They'll blame it on everything but the face diaper that caused a slower reflex. That day, you know that's going to happen. And they're going to, you know, they're going to try to pretend it didn't happen. Germany warns of a coming ice age. That was a story that came out about four years ago. Yet we have everybody at the climate conferences all talking about global warming, man-made global warming. See, everything's, we're all going to die. As all those that tell you to live with less, to, sh- to, to have less, to do less, to restrict your transportation as they jet around thinking they're so perfect and elite in their private aircraft, which you pay for, by the way. California, another place where they don't prosecute shoplifting. In other words, like I said, you can get stabbed by a security guard for not wearing a face mask. A security guard pulled out a knife and started stabbing the guy because he wouldn't wear a face diaper. Yet the same security guard, would, if he saw that your, your basket or your shopping cart had less than $950 worth of merchandise, will just wave at you and say, have a nice day. You see what this insanity is coming to? The reprobate mind thinks that all the abnormal things are normal. That all the things that are wrong are right, and the things that are right must be wrong. You have Governor Hoschel in, in New York thinking that she's doing God's work, stabbing little kids with a, with a COVID vaccine that they neither need, should have, that may kill them, may hurt them, may injure them, but she doesn't care. She's doing God's work. I don't know what God she serves. I'm thinking it's Moloch. I'm serious. Besides, all these good Catholics and their pro-abortion stance, they don't worship the true God. They don't worship his son, Jesus Christ. They're not filled with the power of his Holy Spirit. They are agents of Moloch, and they're listening to familiar spirits. Anybody that tells me that Jesus would perform an abortion, that's pretty much what you're saying. If you say the government should do this, then would Jesus do an abortion? They don't want to answer that question because they know they can't. And they don't want to know the truth. Because the truth is not in them. They reject the truth. The truth is painful, so you suppress the truth. As the Bible says, they have chosen willingly to believe the lie. And they believe it so powerfully that they believe their lie is now truth. They've converted a lie into their truth. I can remember on the campaign trail, I guess it was two years ago, Joe Biden made the state statement, We value truth over fact. That wasn't really a screw-up when he said that. It's actually true because, see, many people, many people can develop their own fake truth and ignore the facts. And to support 
some of the mandates coming out of our government uh, when it comes to COVID-19, some of the things that they're doing with the budget, some of the craziness coming out of Washington, D.C., they have chosen their phony truth over the facts that are obvious. Now, thankfully, occasionally there's some good news, and I hope that it stays this way. The U.S. Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against the Joe Biden OSHA vaccine mandate, calling it staggeringly overbroad. The three-judge panel upheld its previous decision to put a stay on the order by Joe Biden against companies with 100 workers or more. The Biden administration had instructed the Department of Labor to require COVID-19 vaccines. The Biden administration's effort to use emergency temporary standard OSHA rule was rejected by the court and it cited numerous flaws in their ruling and review. So there can be some good news occasionally after all. It's a 25-page ruling. I'm not going to have time to really get into it. But they stated the obvious. The Occupational Safety and Health Act, which was created by OSHA, was enacted by Congress to assure Americans of a safe and health, healthful working condition and to preserve our human resources. It was not and could not, under the Commerce Clause and non-delegation doctrine, intended to authorize a safety administration in the deep recesses of the federal bureaucracy to make sweeping pronouncements of public health. In other words, wrong agency, wrong way to do this. Honestly, I think you would need a bill out of the Congress, and then it would have to run through the test of the Supreme Court. I'm telling you, you know, they, they keep trying to take more and more of your life under their control. And, and I believe in their mind, they really, they, they, they can't see those that are dying of the vaccine or getting injured. They don't want to think about the soldiers, the three airline, the three, the three military pilots, three out of three grounded because of vaccine injuries, bought up in a hearing. So how do you handle that? Do you go fix the problem or do the research? No, you silence the person that said it and fire her from her job. You get fired now for telling the truth. It was last week. We had a Pfizer whistleblower on this radio program. And I want you to keep, wanted you to keep her in, in your prayers. You know, Melissa uh, McAtee, I'll just keep her in your prayers. As she, she took a stand, lost her job. See, telling the truth, being honest, giving the truth today is, is a costly proposition. It didn't used to be, but it certainly is now. Because the governments and Satan, the satanic world we live in, they are choosing the lie over the truth. They want, they want the lie over the truth all day long. Now, I want to take you to Austria for just a moment. And this story came out over the weekend. And it says, Austria's chancellor on Friday said that the government would give the go-ahead for a lockdown for unvaccinated people to be introduced in the two highest incident regions, and that would begin today, and possibly go nationwide. They want to give the green light for a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated. That means people without their vaccine passport or full recovery from COVID-19 would be unable to even leave their homes 
except for a very limited number of essential reasons. He described that Austria's vaccination rate, just 65% of the population is fully vaccinated, is shameful. Well, maybe the 35% are smarter than you before this is all over. This lockdown was proposed by the governor of Upper Austria, the region with the highest COVID-19 incident rates pending legal approval from the government. Thursday's Austria's Corona Commission warned of a serious threat to medical care and recommended the lockdown for the unvaccinated should be introduced nationwide. You know, one of the things I'm reading, and I'm getting this from a lot of sources, every time you start hearing about lockdowns and overwhelmed hospitals and and overrun, we're out of beds, everybody's being shoved away. You remember the phony, (laughs) you remember the phony pictures back over the summer? from Rolling Stone, showing all these people wearing face diapers, looking at their telephones, standing outside of a hospital waiting to get in. And we were told those were people uh, that needed treatment for gunshot wounds, but the hospital was full of ivermectin patients. You remember that little lie they tried to pass along as truth? No, I'm serious. The picture, now here was the worst part. The picture was actually from sometime in the winter because here it is August and everybody's wearing a winter jacket and a scarf and a hat and a face diaper and they had nothing to do. That was not, had nothing to do with COVID, what they were there for. It was something unrelated. But they try to make you believe that the, in that phony narrative once again. See, one of the great problems, my wife and I, as I mentioned before, in, in our talks earlier today, it, it came to mind to me that if there's no big money to be made in curing somebody, in, you know, helping somebody, in other words, big pharma does not want cures, they want customers. And the idea of having a cure for COVID, then what are they going to do with all this vaccine? You, you realize that Moderna, up until COVID-19, was a company on the verge of going under. They're running on all of this speculative money from the stock market. They had no product to sell. They were thinking of falling back to, you know, just making some standard vaccines just to keep a few dollars flowing through until COVID-19. Remember, this company was formed in roughly 2010 or 11, never got a product to marketplace. All their technology was going to be based on mRNA stuff. Everything. They were going to save the world with mRNA, the stuff made by Dr. Malone, who says we shouldn't be using this for this purpose, but that doesn't make any difference. They were going to make multiplied billions. And and so uh, Stefan, I'm trying to remember his last name, Bekel, uh, the guy that runs Moderna, you know, he was there. He knows nothing about medicine, but he's a financial guy. And suddenly because of COVID-19, He's now worth billions with a B dollars. He's got all this money that came flying in, flying in all this money because he's got this vaccine. Do you think they want to give it up? You think they want a cure for COVID? Of course not. They want the entire world to come back two and three times a year and get more and more shots, which they get paid for with government money. That, my friend, is the real story that so many people just do not see. You know, I'm looking at this this graph, this chart that comes out of um, Austria. And, and I'm looking at COVID cases. 
COVID cases. We're looking from the very beginning of the pandemic in March and then all the way into the summer of last year, the fall, the winter, the spring and the summer, and now the fall again. And if you look back last year, you saw this rise in cases that started in October and peaked in November, then started to decline over time, then kind of bounced up a little bit in March, then dropped back to near flat by the summer, which only goes to prove a couple of things. Number one, vitamin D is important. Yes, it is, because a lot of people in the winter are not, they're not, they're, they're not outdoors, they're indoors. And they're in close environments, so the cases go up. Funny thing is, the peak of cases now. Now, this is what. Now, think about this for just a moment. Tell me how stupid the people are in the governments in these countries. The peak of cases from last year, roughly October, November, into through November into December, when they started coming down. There are more cases today with 65% of their population vaccinated than there was a year ago. What did it is say? There are more cases where the vaccinated are. I mean, you have vaccinations. Shouldn't there be a lower rate of infection because the vaccinations work? I mean, listen, I'm going to put on a jacket to keep you warm. Maybe I'll take an aspirin so your headache will go away. This is what's not making any sense. They're asking us to believe such silliness and things that are absolutely absurd. Be a lot to talk about this week on the program. And I want to thank all of you that listen and support it. I know today it's just been me kind of rambling on, and I may do more of that tomorrow. I don't know. Wednesday, I've got a friend from Australia coming on. We'll be talking more about our secular world and how I think it's damaged us. On Thursday, I believe Jim Calhoun is stepping up to the plate. I thank him for his his kindness in, in doing the program one day a week. And uh, Friday, we'll have a day of hope as we get together for the weekend edition. So a lot going on in the program. If you believe in the ministry, would you pray for me? Because there's a lot of work. That's why I'm having to ask for help to get these shows done. But airtime is still an expensive proposition. And if you can help us, God has been faithful. You've been faithful to make sure that bill's been paid every month. And we we build it up during the month. And by the end of the month, we're ready to pay the bills again. Thanks to your faithfulness. If you can, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio and our mailing address. That's Ancient Word Radio. And mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. That's number 3248. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. We are in Crestview. Crestview, Florida. Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. Once again, that zip code 32536. And until tomorrow when we get together again, may God richly bless you is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth the number two ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world